All right, we're moving to the other half of sheep. It's wool. And um, to talk about wool today, I'm joined by Bryony. Um, Bryony, things looked a little uncertain and uh, for a while now. The heat's come out of the highs of the wool markets, particularly as China eased up its buying activities. And we're hearing a lot about growers holding bales back from auction and sort of trying to wait for a better time or moderate supply to, to try and influence price. Um, what have we seen? How do we describe that market in October? Yeah, so we saw the Eastern Market Indicator or EMI drop down to 858 through September, which uh, was the lowest level in 18 years. Thankfully, um, that appears to have bottomed out with the, the not, it heading up to 100 cents per kilogram through October and it seems to have somewhat stabilised around there uh, with us seeing a bit more volume on the market throughout October and hopefully it, it will remain that way as we see some more volume coming on as the shearing gets underway. Really, the question remains how much more can the market absorb as the volume hits the market? It's a slightly different end market, of course, to uh, the meat game where we're talking about premium food. Premium fibres still seem to be um, harder hit. Uh, they were probably, and they were softening in global sort of retail pre-COVID and Certainly post-COVID, um, it had become worse. Uh, do, do we think that's going to influence the sort of appetite for growers to continue to focus and increase um, wool production and supply into the market or see some switching into meat breeds over the next little while? Yeah, there's a, a lot of different theories around that, but I think the, the strengthening and the stability in the wool sector will see people continue to hold sheep for wool. And there's also been talk in the industry about being able to access shearers, um, particularly in the cross-border areas of New South Wales and Victoria, but um, with a lot of wool coming off at the moment, does, does it appear as though we've got the labour capacity to, to get the flock shorn? Yeah, there's definitely been some concerns about uh, us not being able to receive those shearers from New Zealand, uh, which is obviously a large number of shearers in previous shearing times. And thankfully, we seem to be hearing that so far there isn't a lack of shearers taking up those jobs. I guess it's just more as we head into the peak of the shearing season, whether or not that we're going to see that limited number of shearers across the farms. And, um, and and from a seasonal perspective, and I guess it's always difficult to be accurate around predicting China inventory levels, but with the Northern Hemisphere going into a cooler period, um, demand for warmer clothing could be up, a lot of wool supporting that, and um, perhaps not necessarily through the traditional suit workwear, um, but now we're starting to talk about something called athleisure wear, and as a hybrid, maybe you could explain that and you could also tell me how much do you think of athletic takes place with this versus the leisure? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look, I think we can all acknowledge that working from home, no one's really putting out on that uh, nice uh, merino wool suit that maybe they had previously worn to the office. 
instead we're looking for something that's more comfortable, uh, leisure wear, athleisure wear, we can go for a walk. And, you know, it's a great opportunity for uh, wool products to, to be that natural fibre given the properties that wool has. So it'll be interesting to see as we head into the European winter where where it's picked up in that market. There are also some concerns given we're now um, potentially seeing second wave COVID infections throughout parts of Europe, whether or not that'll impact the retail market as well. Yes, I think the, the COVID second, third wave um, shock as it may or may not occur, is the big caveat to a lot of this talk, isn't it, and how much that would actually impact global demand and the extent of global downturn. Um, Because really, as we talk about the prospects of our commodities, it really hangs off this assumption that there is no second impact and that um, the worst of that might be behind us. Yeah, well, it's um, just like yet to be seen. I guess we've seen in Victoria, certainly there's been a significant impact on retail sales throughout the second wave. So how how that'll be seen with European, the European second wave, uh, we'll soon find out. We'll wait and see. And um, I think it's been fantastic to see innovation in, in wool use into the, the fashion and apparel markets, it I think stands us in really good stead as we get through the current period into a, a longer term sort of stable price period. Perhaps of you know if this is the floor, um, we can expect better things and demand to return. And I think innovation in product is going to be a big feature as Australia continues to be the biggest world um, producer of, of fine wools and and still well placed. I, I think it's important to note that at the current level, um, producers aren't at the highs, but um, staying profitable while we wait for better time uh, is a is a pretty good scenario.